HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Rancho Gordo, growing the best and most interesting heirloom beans available. Learn more at ranchogordo.com. It's time for lunch. Welcome to Time for Lunch. This is a place to learn about eating, cooking, enjoying, and pretty much all the time, playing with your food. Each episode, we cover a new subject. I'm Hannah Forden. And I'm Harry Rosenblum. Tune in for food, fun, and flavor. We have a special guest here for lunch today, and it's up to you to guess who they are and what the theme of today's episode is. Are you ready? What shape are you? I can be so many shapes, but people usually think of me as a few inches long and round. Hmm, okay. Are you grown or made? I'm made from something that is grown. Tricky, tricky. Are you edible? Yep, and good for you, too. Okay, and are you sweet or savory? I can be either sweet or savory, but my most distinctive taste is sour. Okay, okay, that gives me some ideas. I love sour foods. Okay, last question. Do you do something that helps things last longer? Yes. Okay, I've got it. You're a pickle. Pickling is so awesome. I pickle stuff all the time. Pickling is a technique for preserving foods by making them more acidic, either through fermentation or by covering them with vinegar. I made some pickled mushrooms the other day, and I love making kimchi and sauerkraut and dill pickles. I could go on and on. Oh, that sounds so yummy. This year, I know I am finding I'm pickling a lot because there is so much produce coming my way from the farmer's market, from my CSA share, and it's coming faster than I can eat it. And pickling allows us to save delicious food for later. Yes, it does. And it's so great to be able to save the food rather than have it go bad. I once spent four days in Tennessee with Sander Katz. He's kind of like a pickling rock star whose voice you'll hear later in the episode. I learned all about all kinds of things that are fermented and pickled with a whole bunch of other pickle nerds. It was a life-changing experience. I'm new to the pickling game, so I'm very impressed with all of your rock star pickle connections. This week, some fermented hot sauce that I started 
early in September, was ready to eat. And I had some with my lunch today, and it was really, really good. The thing about fermentation is that it adds a whole different flavor to what you're eating. So it was kind of funky and super spicy. Mm, That's so delicious. I try to eat something pickled every day because it's so good for you. And in case you didn't know, listening at home, I wrote a whole book about vinegar. That's what makes some pickles sour. It's called Vinegar Revival, and you can pick up a copy at your local bookstore or order it online. Hi, my name is Olivia. I am six years old, and I am from Voorhees, which is a town about 30 minutes away from Philadelphia. Have you heard about the pickle who couldn't decide what to wear? He was a really fickle pickle. Now it's time for our question of the day. The answer to this question is somewhere in the episode, so listen carefully. How many times are pickles mentioned in the Bible? Keep an ear out for the answer. So I'm Bob McClure. I'm the co-founder and co-owner of McClure's Pickles based in Detroit, Michigan. I grew up making pickles here in the metro Detroit area as a family tradition. My my great-grandmother, Lala, passed down a recipe for spicy pickles to our family. And every summer, my family would get together um, and make homemade canning pickles. Um, and we'd go down to the farmer's market, pick up some fresh produce, garlic, dill, cucumbers, and peppers. And my brother and I had the, the primary job of um, bringing up the cucumbers from the basement. They were kept on ice. So it was extremely cold. Um, and, we, that, and, that, and that was to keep the cucumbers very fresh and um, crisp. And every family member kind of had their own, their own station, their own job. I love that this is a family tradition that Bob used as an inspiration to start his business. Anytime you're talking about what makes a great pickle, it has to start with a great fresh produce, right? It's got to be a great quality cucumber. You can't take a bad cucumber and make it into a good pickle. You want to start with really good, really fresh produce. Tell your parents you want to go to a farmer's market and see what it's like, because there you get to interact directly with, with farmers. If you're lucky enough to be able to grow your own produce, then you can pickle it and enjoy it all year. In the United States, cucumbers are like the, the primary vegetable that's, that's consumed. So mo- most people here in America think of pickles as a, a, a thing that goes on a hamburger or the side of a sandwich or you eat out of the jar. It's a cucumber, right? But if you go to other countries, or you'll find that like all kinds of other vegetables and even fruits... Um, can be pickled. It used to be a way of allowing you to keep whatever you were growing in your garden or as a, as a farming, you know, like a hundred years ago, you know, there, there weren't super, too many supermarkets, right? So you had to really rely on your own uh, farming and growing your own vegetables to, to get you through the, the winter. You know, now that that's not so much of an issue because you can go to the grocery store and pick up another, another jar of pickles. Preserving the harvest is super important when it comes to getting the most out of our farming. Think about where that food started the next time you open a jar of pickles. How we order are in these big, big cardboard totes, and each of those weigh about 2,200 pounds a piece. 
So we have to ask the farmer for different sizes. They sort them all out and put them in the in the totes for us and then ship them up. So we're getting about 40,000 pounds a week of cucumbers uh, up to our factory, and we're producing over a million jars or big buckets for restaurants uh, a year. Thanks, Bob. That is so many jars of pickles, more than a million. Check out McClure's.com, that's M-C-C-L-U-R-E-S.com, for more about these delicious pickles. So pickling is a preservation method that can be used on lots of different foods. It was prevalent before there was refrigeration, as the high acid content keeps the food from spoiling and going rotten. It's also really good for you, because the microbes that make vinegar and that make lactic acid and things like brine pickles and sauerkraut can do a lot for us in our gut health. And they make the food even more healthy by helping our bodies digest and get access to vitamins and minerals that we couldn't if we just ate the raw vegetables. Fascinating. You know, I feel like we've said the word pickle so many times in this episode. So let's take a quick break and we'll be back to say the word pickle about 50 more times very soon. This episode is brought to you by Rancho Gordo. Over the past 19 years, Rancho Gordo has led the revival of heirloom beans, taking the lowly bean from a healthy but neglected member of the vegetable family to a near superstar status ingredient. From growing the best and most interesting beans available to making sure all crops are fresh and a pleasure to cook with, Rancho Gordo's mission is to encourage cooks to experience and enjoy the unique flavors of heirloom beans. Rancho Gordo produces nearly 30 varieties of heirloom beans and lentils, as well as corn, grains, chilies, and other cooking ingredients. You can learn more at ranchogordo.com. That's R-A-N-C-H-O-G-O-R-D-O.com. Welcome back to Time for Lunch. This week, we're learning all about pickles. On average, Americans eat eight and a half pounds of pickles a year per person. That's a lot of pickles. The ancient Egyptian queen Cleopatra thought pickles increased your beauty if you ate them. Just like Cleopatra, Aristotle, who lived in ancient Greece, believed that pickles had special properties. He claimed pickles could improve your health and your strength. Pickles have been around for so long that they're even mentioned in the Bible. Twice. The phrase, in a pickle, was first introduced by Shakespeare in his play, The Tempest. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, give me a sea monster any day. In the Pacific Islands, people pickle their foods in holes in the ground lined with banana leaves. Oh, that sounds really fun. Did you know that according to the U.S. Supreme Court, pickles are technically a fruit of the vine like a tomato? The word pickle comes from the Dutch word pickle, meaning brine. So this week we're doing things a little bit differently. Instead of a dance break, we have a very, very special musical interlude that was created for us by our friend and fellow podcaster Richard Parks, featuring his nephew, Jimmy the Pickle. If you don't know Richard, you should check out Richard's famous food podcast. Take it away, fellas. 
Jimmy, you're back from your first day at school at Pickle Preparatory. I'm confused. What's wrong, buddy? What happened at school today? I didn't see any pickles. What do you mean, buddy? This girl Mindy was a dish of kimchi. Joey is a jar of ketchup. And Mr. Leonard, that's her teacher, is a squeeze jar of relish. Well, what's wrong with that, buddy? I thought pickles were cucumbers, like us. Oh, no, no, Jimmy. A pickle's not just a cucumber. It's so many things. It's less about how it looks on the outside. It's more about what's going on inside. Cause the eye can't always see what is there internally Like people pickles can't be boxed into dualities Yes, we're trying to define it, but never to confine it Cause anything's a pickle, see As long as you can brine it Vegetables, fruits, herbs, even meats, they can all be made into pickles by adding things like salt and vinegar. This creates acidity, which transforms the food's insides, turning them sour to the taste and preserving them. Just start by thinking of any vegetable. Carrots. Sure. Cabbage. Pickled cabbage is sauerkraut. Cool, baby. The sky's the limit, Jimmy boy. Just ask world-renowned pickle expert Sandor Katz. I mean, I would say that a pickle is anything that is preserved in an acidic medium. So a pickle can be different vegetables, but it's still a pickle. Now you're catching on. Hey, sing this chorus with me. Okay. Jimmy, depending on where they're from, and they're made all over the world by people from vastly different cultures, belief systems, and languages, pickles go by different names. Isn't that right, Sandor Katz? Sauerkraut is a pickle, kimchi is a pickle, relishes, ketchup, lots of things that we have other names for are pickles. Lots of condiments, I mean, you know, chutneys, salsas, yeah, lots of things. You know, in the UK, they call pickles gherkins, and they call some kind of chutney pickle. You know, but those are just words. They're just labels. Pickle, gherkin, or chutney, words to you and me by any other name they'd still taste as pickly no matter country race or creed on one thing we can agree pickles are the best now please sing along with me Jimmy. Look, Jimmy, it's all your friends from school. Hi, Jimmy. It's your pals from Pickle Prep. We heard you singing a song about pickle inclusivity. You have anything to say to them? Um, I guess I just want to say thanks. It's so cool to learn that pickles are all kinds of things, not just cucumbers. I'm really looking forward to our years together at Pickle Prep as classmates and as friends. It's true I'm no detective, but from my own perspective, we should call this case closed and then go Sounds good, buddy. Now everybody, sing along.
And now, Vavoom to the moon. Whee! <laughs> it's so beautiful. He's flying. It's Richard's famous food podcast. Thank you so much, Richard. And once again, we recommend that you proceed ASAP to Richard's Famous Food Podcast on your favorite podcast app and hit subscribe. While the show isn't always 100% for kids, it's a super fun listen. Earlier in the episode, we mentioned my book, Vinegar Revival, and I wanted to tell you a little bit about it. It is a cookbook that is all about making your own vinegar at home, which you can do fairly easily, and then what to do with it once you've made it. The book also contains a whole bunch of recipes for things like vinegar-based beverages, appetizers, snacks, main courses, and of course, the theme of today's episode, pickles. So I'm going to give you a recipe for a basic pickle. You want to use vegetables. We're talking about pickling vegetables today, and you want the freshest vegetables you can get. We will talk later about fermentation, but for today, we're going to talk about vinegar pickling. You want to wash your vegetables and then trim them down to size. Things like cucumbers that we think of as the classic pickle, one trick for keeping them crispy is you want to trim just a little bit off the blossom end. So there's two ends to a cucumber. One side is the stem that attaches to the vine, and the other side is where there used to be a flower, and that is the blossom end. So you want to trim just a little bit off of there, and you want to cut those cucumbers into whatever size you want them to be when you eat them as pickles. So if you want spears, cut them into spears. If you want them in coin slices, like Bob mentioned earlier, you can do that. Uh, same thing goes for things like beets and carrots or fennel. Think about what size you want that vegetable to be when it's pickled and when you serve it, and you want to cut it into that size before you pickle it. Smaller or thinner pieces are going to pickle faster. So you get your vegetables, and then you need to choose what kind of flavorings you're going to use. And there's all sorts of things you can use. You can use herbs and spices, garlic, dill, black peppercorns, coriander, celery seed. Those are some of the classics. Hot peppers do really well, but don't use too many because it could be too spicy. Or you could go with flavorings that some people might consider a little more far out. Like a friend recently sent me a picture of some pickles that he made with this recipe that we're using Jamaican jerk chicken seasoning. So he put some of that seasoning into his pickle brine to flavor his pickles. Or you could use something like Chinese dobanjang, which is a fermented bean paste. Um, so go wild. Whatever flavors you like, give it a try. Your basic recipe is going to be to take one cup of water and two cups of vinegar and one tablespoon of salt. And you want to put that into a saucepan on the stove and bring it to a boil. You can add sugar to that if you want a sweeter pickle, but that's your basic brine that is going to acidify the vegetables and make it so that they don't spoil. While you're bringing that to a boil, you want to take your vegetables that you've cleaned and cut up into your sizes. You want to pack those into your jars. You want to use heat safe jars like a mason jar, and you can decide if you want to do a bunch of little eight ounce ones and use them as gifts, or if you want to do one big jar because you're just going to eat it as a whole family. Pack all of your vegetables into your jar and leave about an inch of space at the top, and then put in your spices as well. Put in your garlic cloves and your peppercorns and bay leaves and hot pepper slices, anything you want to put in there. Once the vinegar solution has come to a boil, you want to pour that very carefully into the jar until it just covers the vegetables. Once you've poured your solution in over your vegetables, 
you want to put a lid on the jar and let it cool. And then you can just keep it in the fridge and eat those pickles immediately. If you wanted them to last longer and be able to be shelf stable in your pantry, there is another process called canning. Uh, and specifically, you would use water bath canning for this that we're not going to get into in today's episode, but you could look that up if you wanted to learn more about it. At the beginning of the episode, we asked, how many times are pickles mentioned in the Bible? And the answer is twice. Hey, Harry, before we wrap up the show, let's talk about one thing that made us happy this week. Do you have something in mind? I do. Something that made me happy this week is that it's fall. I love seeing the leaves change colors, and I feel like every year I'm surprised at how beautiful it is when the leaves start to turn to yellow and red and start to fall down from the trees. Mm, I love me some fall foliage. Um, Something that made me happy this week is sharing. My friend and neighbor who lives a few blocks away from me in Brooklyn, has been making beautiful sourdough bread every week and walking it over to our house. It's delicious. And since my apartment is way too hot to be baking bread this time of year, it's really nice to have fresh baked sourdough made by a friend to eat all week long. I have a fresh loaf today that I can't wait to eat. Thanks for listening to Time for Lunch. We'll be back next week with more tasty stories. This show is written, produced, edited, and hosted by Harry Rosenblum and Hannah Fordham, with engineering by Liam Warner. Emily Kunkel is our associate producer. Thanks to Olivia for sharing her jokes with us, and please check out Richard's Famous Food Podcast for more wacky, zany stuff from our friend Richard Parks. Time for Lunch is a production of Heritage Radio Network, the world's pioneer food radio station. You can learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. Time for Lunch is also a part of Kids Listen, the number one app for finding great podcasts for kids of all ages. You can learn more at kidslisten.org, and you can download the app from iTunes or the Google Play Store. Time for Lunch is powered by Simplecast. Please stay in touch. Whether you have a joke you'd like to share with us or if you'd just like to tell us what you had for lunch, we love to hear from our listeners. Send us your recipes, poems, book recommendations, or anything else you think we'd like. It's super easy to record yourself using the Voice Memo app on an iPhone or just taking a video. Ask your favorite grown-up to help you email us at timeforlunchpodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to include your age, name, and address so we can send you something in return. This program is also supported in part by public funds from the New York City Department of Cultural Affairs in partnership with City Council. Thanks for listening.